Welcome back to Road to Resilience, Recapturing Athletes Focus. I'm here with Brad Harmon and Mark Rigg. How are you guys going? Good, mate. You? Yeah, awesome. Yeah, very good. Very good. Awesome. So we've had some seriously awesome conversations. Um, the emails are coming through flat out and we're trying to get through them all. Thank you for everybody who's listening. Today's subject is being a strong team player. I think that even if you're in a personal athlete sport where you're track runner or something like that, there's still a team behind you pushing you along when you guys agree definitely absolutely yeah yep. and so why is it so important to be a good team player do you guys think i mean i suppose it, it gets back to what we've previously discussed in values and you know being a team player is certainly going to be something or, or giving being a giving person uh, most people are going to value and um being a, a team team player, ultimately, if we look at it from as an athlete, that, that little selfish point of view, team player comes back around to you. And it's not until the end or nearing the end of many athletes' careers that they start to really give um, to their teammates and, and really genuinely want to see them succeed and help them out. So throughout the journey, you'll help your teammates and, and give them advice um, a little bit of a personal story from my journey in professional baseball uh, it was dog eat dog it was you versus the next guy on the team so it was hard to understand that being a good team player and helping your teammate might propel him above you mm-hmm. and if he goes above me that's the difference between me having a career in this game or not so it's a real double-edged sword um, from being a good team player to also wanting the best for yourself so now, towards the back end of my career, and it, it, it all ties in with balance, balance in life, balance in sport, what being a good team player does for me is allow me to stay in the game. So when I would struggle over in professional baseball, I was a really poor teammate. And I would sit in the dugout and basically sulk and just want someone to come and tell me it was going to be okay and I was good and, you know, don't worry about it. Now what I do is... I've got a bit of a rule where if I make an out as a as a hitter, I have to say something to the next the next batter that goes up from our team. What that instantly does is take the attention off the fact that I just failed and bring me back to being a good teammate. That instantly brings me back into the game and allows me to continue to play at what I can deliver for that day, the best of what I can provide for that day. So being a good teammate not only allows us to walk away from our sport or that, the game that day feeling good about ourselves regardless win lose um draw about the fact that we contributed but it also is going to come around and help you personally with your uh your performance that day because it's going to keep you in the contest and keep you in the game so mm. it's, it's going to help you in the in the long run yeah definitely. yeah absolutely um i'll go a little step further i think there's some people out there especially in our sport in in, in the softball world that are born to be team players um they're no superstars they, they do a lot of their work off the field. Uh, I remember playing a couple of tournaments um, in my career, uh, and, and you were in those teams as well, Luke, that we had a, a one or two guys in particular that, that focused so much on helping everyone else that actually cost them a spot in the team, uh, in the lineup, but they still felt like that they were a part of it. And, um, and they did. They played a massive role in, in us winning that, 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 that particular year because he got everyone up and about and he sacrificed his own actual playing game for that uh, and then on the other hand we had players who were superstars who, who may have had that bad day who then just did go and sulk uh, and sit sit in the sheds and sulk and um, really focus on how poorly they'd done and how, how they'd let the team down when they didn't realise that by sitting there sucking about it they, they, they were bringing everyone down rather than 
doing exactly what you said, getting everyone back up. So very, very important to be a team player. Um, and I think you're right when you touched on it. The guys in there, late in their career, um, find a way to then start to, to pay it forward and to, to be more active and more more of a team player. Yeah, definitely. And 100%, I, I can't agree with both of you any more than I already do. The, the one thing that I would add to that is, could you be, can you win without a team? Can you win without a team? Even if you're an individual athlete, track star, for an example, run for myself, can you win without a team? I'm pretty sure that, well, I know there's athletes out there, tennis players, for an example, that, that probably should have and it didn't because they didn't have the right team around them. So to answer your question, I don't think you can. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Brad? No, I'd agree. It, it, you know, there's 1% that are just truly that gifted. But for 99% of us, no, you, you need a team, but the right team. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So that's why, to me, it's so important that we are good team players because if, if I'm not a good team player, I mean, and I've been in teams where I've had some really shitty team play, teammates, some really bad ones that have made it all about them and, and even gotten to a point where they want to go fisticuffs within the team. Those sorts of people, I never want to give back to them. Never. And so it got to a point where I, I would distance myself from that person to do whatever I could to just play and and then move away. It was really, it made the culture in the team so unbearable that it actually ended my career. It, it really did end my career. And you were in part of those teams as well, Mark, yeah. where we've had players like that. And how, how, did, how did you guys deal with it? I'm sure that you would have had similar situations, Brad, where, where you've had those sorts of people or maybe you've even been that person. I know in, in, in the past I've been, been that person. How do you guys get over that? Where do you move forward? How do you recognise? What do you, what do you do? How did it impact you? It's a tough one because it can impact you to the point where you do walk away. And, and as you said, you know, they you felt like you were forced out of the team because of that particular those particular people, and that's really hard. Uh, and it's hard to be a part of that team because you don't you turn up to training or to play or to do whatever you're going to do, and you just feel like you don't want to be there because of of the way that some people are. But then it gets around to the culture weeding those people out. And that's what's what's important in teams, especially in team sports, is 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 that you remember your values and who you are and why you're doing what you do, and, and that then would theoretically weed out those bad eggs. So, you eventually that's what did happen in that team, uh, and those with those players that you're talking about is that they did either shift their focus and become a better person, or they just left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. What about you, bro? Yeah, I agree, and I and. For me, the key is what you're saying about having a good team around you and, and weeding those out. I think it's really important to have the understanding of the team going into whatever you're going into, if it's a season, if it's a tournament, whatever might be happening. But there needs to be that group consensus and understanding of what, what's going on, what's acceptable, setting those values, and then you you match your individual values to suit the team's values or to match up with the team's values. But those team values of what you're setting as a group. So we understand that when people aren't meeting those requirements and meeting those values, that's when we've got certain issues and we can be honest and have those discussions and they can understand where you're coming from. Without those discussions initially, I would imagine that's where you're going to have a lot of conflict and there's a lot of athletes, people in life general who probably want you to conform to the way that they see things. Um, so setting setting the values and setting the boundaries and the standards at the start is going to allow you to have those parameters where you can keep 
people accountable um, and have that that culture and that direction that you want to have without having those initial discussions there's just going to be headbutts going left right and center yeah definitely and 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 that's happened to me in the past so i can definitely um contest to that for sure but there's one thing that i i, I wanted to bring up with you guys first before I, I delve right into it do you think that there's a level of understanding for yourself and appreciation of looking after you first before you can give to your team yeah i do personally if if we're not looking after ourselves, then we're not going to be able to give what we the maximum of what we can give and on any one day um you want to give 100 percent of what you've got and if you've only got 80 percent of you that day you give 100 percent of that 80 percent so there has to be the element of looking after yourself which is going to allow you to look after your teammates and be a good teammate so it's always a a double-edged sword and we're always seeking balance you know this comes back to balance sport life within ourselves, within our sport how can I look after myself whilst being a great teammate and by looking after yourself like you're saying that's what's going to allow you to be a good teammate yeah cool yeah, yeah absolutely yeah yeah um, like you say once your needs are met then you're good to give a little bit more I think that it's not talked about in that respect very often which 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 this will hopefully help bring that out into the light of, of people saying yeah look after yourself and then you can help everyone look after themselves as well. That's one thing that I always say to any athlete or any person that I speak to, you can't give what you don't have. Fill your cupboard, you know, and I use this analogy a lot, old mother Hubbard goes to the cupboard and the cupboard's bare. And you can be that person. If you go to the cupboard and you're trying to give to your team as much as you can, but your cupboard's bare, you can't give. Mm. You can only give to that point. So. Fill your cupboard with as much stuff as you can so you can give to your team, so you can be a good team player. The problem that I have is when you have players, athletes, whatever it is, that have their cupboards overflowing with knowledge and stuff and they don't give it. They don't give anything? Yeah. Yeah, we've all been there. We've all got those teammates probably still. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know there's people that, that I play with now that, that still don't give anywhere near what they could. Um, and I mean, I play with a bunch of old geriatric hacks <laughs> now but they've still got a wealth of knowledge that they could pass on to to so many junior teams even to the senior team that's out there now that that, that just for whatever reason they don't and and that's it's uh it's disappointing it's sad um but it is what it is so you know until they realize that they, their cupboard's full of stuff to give uh and they're prepared to do it was well, one one complaint that comes up a lot when i speak to athletes that have been that person and they 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 go through their career and they know all this stuff and they go, it comes time to, to giving it. But because they've shut themselves off from the community, their sporting community for such a long time, when they go to give it, there's nobody else there to listen. Have you guys experienced that at all? Yeah, well, I have because I know the guys that you're talking about. So. Or even, even exterior from outside of softball is the same thing. It doesn't matter what sport's in. Um, you know, I've, I've, I did a, an interview recently with a basketball. It's it, same thing. You know, he's got this wealth of knowledge, but he'd shut himself out and looked after core first that much that when it comes time to giving it now, nobody's there to listen. I guess it happens in all sports. I'm sure there's a number of um, AFL footballers out there who feel exactly the same way, where there's probably someone along the line screaming out for someone to come and give and, and their ideal for that. And it might not be at an at a AFL level, it might be at an kick or a junior level, but I think that... If there was no one there to listen, I, I would be very surprised. I would be very surprised. Yeah. What about you, bro? Yeah, and I think it's 
so it's such an individual, um, I suppose, individual circumstances with with each athlete. And I can talk from from personal experience for a, for a while there, um, even up until recently. And for an athlete, there would be different mindsets. And I always I always looked at it in a sense of what am I getting out of this? And many athletes are the same. We reach a level where we feel like we were successful, what have you. Now I'm getting all this stuff. AFL football players, they're getting all this stuff. So when it comes time to give back, it's what am I getting out of this? Because that's what we're conditioned to do. You've made it to this level. Here's what you get with that. Mm. Um, Coming back to the values though, and that's where it becomes important. So now it's not about what I'm going to get out of this. It's what I'm going to give back and what I'm what I'm going to provide. And you're right with the wall. So um, many athletes at the elite level, very few are going to have the opportunity to leave the sport under their terms. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, 90%, whatever the percentage is, um, fail. We fail and that's how we end our, end our career. So that can be a tough things sometimes for athletes to overcome and realize we know so for me personally I know I have value and I can pass on some phenomenal knowledge to the athletes I just need to recapture that love of baseball and baseball was so hard for so long and I have so many um, hard memories when I look back and ultimately I failed and got told you're not good enough go home but I don't look at the positive side which I'm starting to, to do now. So many athletes, they would have that, that similar um, thought process where I'm not good enough, um, go away, do something else, and you, you fall out of love with the sport rather than reconnecting with the people why we started, where having those values, being a good teammate, being a good person are all those things that are going to allow you to want to help the kids and the younger people coming through within within your sport. Yeah. For me, I'm completely opposite to that um and we're talking about this off air, is that even to my detriment, I'll, I'll coach the opposition because I can't help to see it not working right. For me, um, and, and Mark, you, you would be able to comment on this, I always thought that I was a good team person because I, 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 could, I always felt as though I was only one out of 16 players. Yeah. So if I could get all 16 people doing the same things that I was doing, we would win. And it actually worked out in that way a couple of times in national championships. And, but for me, it, it, it kind of limited my, my potential to a degree because I, I, couldn't, I didn't spend as much time on me as I did on other people. Yeah, and that comes down to who you are and, 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 and why you are who you are. And, and, and that's what, I guess, being a team player is. It, it, it might be helping out, it might be teaching, it might be being a good bench player, it might be doing whatever it is. Um, and and you yourself sacrificed probably part of your playing career for that. But we achieved the ultimate dream as a team in, in winning a couple of national championships, which we may not have if that wasn't the case. Yeah. So, so ultimately, what what are some of the things that we've shared some more stories? But what are the, what are some of the things that that people out there, listeners out there, could put into practice now that would make them good team players? What would be the first thing? The first thing I think is is to think about someone other than yourself. That's cool. the that's the key to being a good team player. Is, is yeah, if I've had a great day, Grouse, how can I help someone else? If I've had a bad day, like you're saying, Brad, how can I do? How can I help the next guy or the next girl get on there and do what she has to do? Yeah, what's something else we could add to that? Well, I think just 
probably again getting back to yourself but having a look at yourself and and what you would like to have happen when you're having a bad day mm. and and how that makes you feel so you know when I, I was having a bad day and i was sitting on the dugout sulking and i had a teammate come over and say hey come on let's go get back up get with us get get into this team um you know oh, okay i'll come with you so do i see that in other teammates and how can i pull them back to, to being with us again and it, it, that's all it is it's thinking thinking of others and thinking of the culture that you want to set and be a part of and not letting not letting teammates hurt themselves and hurt the team yeah. that's all that's all they're doing they're disappointed that they let the team down but they're going to let the team down more by their actions after what they've done you know mm-hmm. and whether it's strikeout in baseball or whatever that might be so having a look at your actions and how what would help you in that period use that with your teammates and it starts to compile doesn't it mm. so if you sit back in the dugout and sulk up a little bit you're compiling more stuff on top of the stuff that you've already done we don't need any more mm. you know let it go mm. yeah. for, for me I think it's never stop educating yourself again with the cupboard you know the cupboard will one to- at, at some time be bare because you you have exhausted all the resources that you have but if you never stop educating yourself that cupboard continually stays full and the one thing to hear is that I wanted to just add here is if we're if we're educating ourselves only on our sport, people will go beyond us. Teams will move beyond us. Players will move beyond us. Coaches will move beyond us. If we are continually educating ourselves on the stuff that happens externally to the sport, the mindset behind it, the 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 cultural behaviour that happens around it, then I think that as well as understanding the sport in a, in a different detail, then I think that we can uh, tackle any problem with greater detail, with, with a greater uh, understanding and appreciation of where players are at, where coaches are at, where athletes in general are just going and where they're heading and why they're heading there. Is there anything you guys want to add to that? No, no. It's another good summary. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, it, yeah. It's the vibe. <laughs> what about you, Brad? You're all good? Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you just said. Okay, cool. All right, well, if you guys have any other questions keep keep sending them in um we'll get around to them we've got so many to go through and we'll, we'll see you on the next one remember support at goalcentral.com.au so until next time keep striving for greatness